Good morning, good morning. Um, we don't have projection, eh? Sorry, guys, I don't know what's going on with the, the AV at the back there. Honestly, sometimes there's just a fight. Do you realize that? Sometimes you've just got to fight. You know, worship is more for him than for us. And you know, as the Bible sometimes says, doesn't it says we bring a sacrifice of praise. And for some of you, maybe you had to really push through there in worship. It's not a bad thing. Well done for pushing through, but, you know, it's like, it's really, it's a, and, and sometimes the sweetest worship is the worship that perhaps we didn't leave there feeling, wow, wow, that was amazing, I felt so awesome. No, that cost me something, and Jesus is like, wow, that was special for me, because that was, that cost you something. Does that make, does, does that make sense? So I want to say, well done, well done for that. I am actually on leave this week. And uh, shouldn't be here this morning, but uh, I was uh, praying during the week, and um, my mom, Penny, she's 80 years old, she's going to be speaking, we're doing a series on devotion to prayer, and today we are doing a devotion to family prayer. And I don't know how many of you here grew up with a mom and a dad that prayed with you as children. And I don't know how many families pray with their kids in the morning before life starts. I don't think there's very many. I would reckon maybe 10% of families pray together and start the day together. Amazing, eh? But my mom and dad uh, got divorced when I was about eight or nine years old. I got saved, and my brother Greg, who's here today, got saved about two or three months before that. My mom had been saved a year before that. And then Steve got saved a little bit later. Anyway, I don't know what happened. or She must have been taught it, but she, when Greg and I got saved and Steve got saved, she would be praying. And then somehow Greg joined her and then I joined her. And then she just, it just became a routine in our family that we would pray together. And uh, initially, it was a willing thing, but then it became a, then, then we became unwilling participants. <laughs> I know that, I know that, but it's, it's important. And my mom had to lead us. She had to lead us, my friends. She had to persevere with three strong rubbishes, like, 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 like Terry said, you know. We were, we were, we were not the easiest of boys. To lead. But I thank God she did it. Because that has shaped my life more than anything else in the world. And that moved into praying together in business and all of those things. I was at a, I was at a wedding yesterday. And the son got up. Hey guys, listen to this. And he said to his dad, he said, Dad, I want to thank you for leading us as a family and for having family devotions with us every day before we went to school. And he said, sometimes we slept through them on the bed. But you know what? It shaped my life. It shaped my life. And um, you're going to hear something today from my mom about praying as a family together. And if you don't pray as a family together, I really want to encourage you 
that today you would change that. And you would hear what God is saying to us. This today has got the ability to transform generations if you'll hear what is going to be said. My mom, I'm going to say this as well. My mom, my dad actually died when I was then 18. And, uh, and, and my mom, who was a housewife, took over a multi-million rand construction company and had to run that thing and then had to build the executives of my dad's whole estate. But she did it through prayer. You're in for a treat this morning. And I want you to open your hearts wide to someone that can speak on this subject with authority and, and, and great confidence because her life is backing this message. Are you ready for this? Amen. Penny, why don't you come up? <laughs> Do you want me to pray for you? Mm, of course. Okay. Father, I honestly believe today is a significant day for many people. And today is going to set the course of, of, of young people's lives. And their generations are going to grow up under the word and prayer because of what they hear today. I pray for faith to be released as Penny shares. I pray against every vain thought and every imagination, every scheme of the devil that wants to disrupt what you want to do here today. Satan, we rebuke you and the Lord rebuke you in Jesus' name. We claim the blood of Jesus over our hearts and our minds. We thank you, Lord, that the destroying angel is not permitted to enter this place because of your blood. I pray for an open heaven and Holy Spirit. I pray that our hearts would burn within us as Penny shares and that you would set families on a new trajectory in Jesus' mighty name. Help Penny to share your words with confidence and boldness in a great God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Thank you. Bruce. Wow. That is quite an expectation to stand up to. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for inviting me today. Um, got a hair in my mouth. Um, it is such a privilege. Thank you very, very, very much. And I'm, I am rather nervous. And um, I am probably going to rely on my notes quite a lot. So please excuse that, will you? Thank you so much. Um, the majority of my talk is going to be uh, my testimony of how prayer um, has been the pivotal part of my life and the lives of my families. Um, my family. Um, I, I don't know what I would have done without prayer, without being able to talk to a God that I knew was listening. Sorry, already I'm a master. Right. So I'm going to start from the beginning, and Bruce will. Um, Bruce has already shared some of it with you, but I will say it again. <laughs> so what, we lived in Benoni on a plot. We had a cow and a horse, and in summertime we had lots of grass for them to graze on. But in winter, the grass got 
rather sparse. Our neighbor who lived across the road from us had wild felt all around their place except directly around their house. I didn't know them, but one morning I plucked up enough courage and I went across and I said, would you mind if I bring our cow over to mow your grass? And she was absolutely delighted. She said, yes, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. So um, this was the start of a wonderful friendship and the start of something that changed my life. She invited me to a ladies' meeting that she held once a week in her home. I didn't know that I really wanted to go. You know, one of those awkward situations where you're not sure this is really what you want to do. Anyway, I said yes. Went off to the ladies' meeting, and the fir- for the first time in my whole life, I heard that you have to be born again. I'd never heard that phrase spoken, and um, and then they read the scripture. And Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, from my Bible, it, didn't, it doesn't actually say the word born again. But from the Bible that they shared with me, it did, does say born again. If you confess that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by your faith that we are put right with God and it is by our confession that we are saved. Well, my heart pounded inside of me, and I knew that this was what I wanted more than anything else. That morning, I gave my life to Jesus and invited him into my heart. I was so excited about what had happened that everybody I knew had to hear about this. They had to know that you've got to be born again. So I was telling everybody, including my husband and my children. My husband thought I'd gone crazy. Not long after giving my life to Jesus, all hell broke loose in our family. And I am so grateful to God for coming into our lives when he did. Because without that, I don't know what we would have done. Um, I discovered that Ian was having a very serious affair and that he had had many during the years we had been married. He wasn't prepared to give this woman up, but didn't want a divorce. I decided that I couldn't live that way, and so we got divorced. During this time, the boys, Greg, Steve, and Bruce, gave their lives to Jesus as well. The Lord was my strength and helped the boys and I get through each day. Without prayer, I don't think I would have made it. For our sons, it was an awful time as well. Jesus coming into our lives just a month before all this happened was our saving grace. I told the Lord that I was really battling because Ian would pop in every day. We never knew when, but he would just pop in and it was incredibly unsettling and, 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 and just broke my heart every time. And so I spoke to the Lord and I told him that this was really not helping me and um, that I, if it was his will, if we could please move away from Benoni.
And I felt the Lord impress Port Elizabeth on my heart. And um, I told Ian that we would like to move and that I'd like to move to Port Elizabeth. Anyway, he was furious. He was absolutely furious. He didn't want that at all. Um, but he agreed to come to PE with me to look for a house. And we found a beautiful house, a block away from the beach where the boys could surf. And um, it was a lovely house and the sea view was beautiful. And PE was just lovely. Anyway, we, we bought this house. The boys were soon, and a month later, we moved to Port Elizabeth. The boys were soon settled in a good school, a block away from our home. We also found a lovely church, which we joined. Um, in the meantime, my relationship with the Lord was growing. Remember, I was a baby Christian, and my, my relationship with the Lord was growing, and it was growing very fast. I was having quiet times in the morning, reading the Bible hungrily and praying earnestly, seeking the Lord's will, because I knew it was only his will that would get us through. One morning, this is how it happened, Bruce, um, one morning uh, the Lord impressed on my heart that we should pray together as a family. So um, I discussed this with the boys, and they weren't over the moon, but um, they said, yeah, this, this would be fine. And um, while I was preparing the, the notes, something that Bruce often says came to my mind, that a family who prays together overcomes their problems and they stay together. I shared with the boys and we started praying together. Together we decided, together we decided that the mornings were going to be better than the evenings. Um, so the, I'm going to share the routine with you because if you have a family and you would like to um, implement this, it's, it's just one way to get you start thinking how, what would suit you and your family. There's no formula. There's no has to be this way or has to be that way. It's what suits your family. That's what's important. So what, it's, what suited us was that I would get up at, I can't remember if it was 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock in the morning, with the two, and with our dogs, I would walk on the beach and pray. Um, then I would get home at about, let's say it was at six, I would get home at about quarter to seven, I would make hot chocolate for the boys and tea for myself and rusks and um, then call the boys to come downstairs to the family room. And I felt that, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, not in the bedrooms, because in the bedrooms it's too easy to just fall asleep and to get too comfortable. And so in the family room where everybody had the chair to sit in and it was a little bit more, um, not quite as conducive towards falling asleep, they would come down in their pajamas and pulling their duvets behind them and they weren't, weren't always very happy about this. While they drank their hot chocolate, I would read a daily devotional. Now, this, this is an awesome devotional. It's Every Day with Jesus. And um, as you can see, the passage was very short. With children, you can't, 
make it long and boring. You've got to keep it interesting. So I would read a short passage to them while they were drinking their, their uh, hot chocolate and, and read one of the designated scriptures. Um, I must just find my place now. Um, after reading the scripture, we would talk a little about, a bit about what we'd read and then pray. I didn't force them to pray. If they wanted to pray, they could pray. If they didn't, they didn't have to pray. But slowly, slowly, each one started praying. And um, well, sometimes we talk about things that were relevant to what was happening in their day. If there was a sports event, we'd pray together, pray for that event. If there was an exam, we would pray for the exam. If one of their friends was in trouble and um, or sick, we would pray for them. So I tried to make it all about them and um, about what they were experiencing so that they could know that prayer is your daily life. It, prayer is not just something you do quickly before the Lord. No, prayer affects everything you do. And, and if you ask the Lord, he will help you in everything you do. So we prayed for the exams. We prayed for the sports events. We prayed for teachers that weren't particularly um, friendly or whatever. And so all the time, these principles were soaking into their hearts and into their lives. Um, the boy, um, okay, and um, friends, the Bible, um, and I was amazed, like a year later or two years later, so this went on for their whole school, school life almost, and um, how much we learnt about the Bible just from these short readings and one scripture. The boys learnt about warfare. At an early age, they, and not because I preached. Preaching is not a time for family. <laughs> that will just switch them off completely. So they learned, learned about um, spiritual warfare. They learned uh, about prayer. They learned about war worship. Over the years that we prayed together, the boys would go back to their own bedrooms for the next 10 minutes and I, from the beginning, I said to them, when you go back to your bedrooms, I'd like you to read maybe only five verses of wherever you want to in the Bible. Just read that scripture. And then if you want to talk to the Lord about it, talk to him. But I didn't enforce that. What's that? Oh, did I? Oh, okay, I'd forgotten that. So... Um, I never enforced it. I never checked up to see if they were doing it. This was their responsibility. If they did it, it was to their gain. If they didn't, it was to their loss. So then um, after that, um, while they were doing that, I would be getting breakfast ready, and they would come downstairs and have breakfast and go off to school. Um, from time to time... Um, they came downstairs till they went 
upstairs again probably took about, oh, for the time, that you might be wondering, how long did this take? You know, because with children, you can't, take it, you can't let it drag on. It's got to be short and sweet and to the point if you want to keep their focus and their concentration. So I, I would say from the beginning of drinking their hot chocolate to the time we said amen was probably about half an hour. And now maybe all of this sounds very easy and fun, but um, believe me, um, especially in the beginning, there were times that they never felt like coming downstairs and they would moan and groan and be grumpy, which I ignored. At times, they would pull the duvet over their heads so that they couldn't they wanted to block out what was happening. They didn't see, but they could hear, and they couldn't, nothing could stop them from hearing. So I didn't mind the blanket over their heads. <laughs> um, this, but this was a non-negotiable um, of every day. Um, and eventually they realized that, and they accepted it. I had to, as well, be consistent. There were days that I maybe didn't feel like it, you know, but I also, I had to be the first one there doing it. So it wasn't only discipline for them, it was discipline for me as well. Um, we did this from Monday to Friday. We never did it over the weekends because I felt that they needed, sometimes they need to sleep in. We all do. And um, so we never did it over the weekends, but I did encourage them to have their own quiet times at the weekends. We also didn't do it over school holidays because there again, I felt they need a bit of a break. I didn't want to be, this to become something that they didn't enjoy or something that was just a big burden, you know? It had to be something fun. We also, um, I realized that this needed to be short and sweet. I needed to make, I'm just giving you a few points of what I needed to do to make this work. I needed to make it interesting and I needed to be really honest and vulnerable towards them. Often in the morning, I would share testimony of something that had happened and that would interest them. And something, sometimes something that I'd learned but I would always keep it short and sweet. I really tried to keep it light-hearted and for it not to be a heavy time. Sometimes they would share how prayer had been answered. Something uh, they were concerned about had come right. Bruce, I asked Bruce, I actually asked all three of them if they could remember anything in particular and just to share it with me. And Bruce was the only one that did this part of it. He, he shared with me, that, and he said he remembered very well that the one day he was really sick, and he didn't feel like coming down, but I'd insisted that he come down. So he came down, and we prayed for him. And he said immediately after we'd prayed for him, two stones popped out of his saliva gland, and from that minute on, he felt perfectly well. <laughs> so I'd forgotten that. So that was lovely to hear again. And then the other thing that he mentioned as well, that the boys had been baptized in the Holy Spirit sometime after they were born again. And Bruce only had a couple of words. So often in our prayer time, we would pray in English and pray in tongues as well. 
And so Bruce only had a few words which he kept on repeating. And one morning, I just felt the Holy Spirit prompt me to ask him if he would like a bigger vocabulary. And he said, yes, he would. So I prayed for him. And just these words came pouring out of his mouth, a huge big vocabulary of different words, and he remembered that. So that was also nice for me to remember, Bruce. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to share with you now the consequences of our morning prayer time. This is like how many years later, guys? 40-something years later. I've watched them grow up, I've watched them get married, I've watched them have babies, I've watched them bring up their children. And now some of their children are having children. So um, I've watched all this, and when I sat down and thought about it, I realized that I had to be, um, it was because I had to be consistent that this thing could actually go on. If I wasn't consistent for one day, they had an excuse also not to be. Um, this was also why, oh no, I've told you that. Um, they learnt that prayer was talking to God the Father. Um, we became disciplined in setting time aside for our Father, the Lord. And, um, and often as adults, it you know, if you're only going to start having quiet time at ad, as an adult, it's quite hard to set aside those times. But if you're doing it with your children from when they're small, it, it becomes, for them, it's just like part of, of the day, you know, in, in important. They learnt they could uh, be very real with the Lord. They learnt that he answered prayer. They also learnt that they could tell him anything and he would still love them. It knitted us together as a family, and that was so important. We were connected as a family because we knew some of the things the other one was going through and was dealing with. It gave us empathy for each other. It kept our line of communication with each other open. And that's important, especially in teenage years. Often teenagers don't want to talk to their parents, you know. But with us praying together and just automatically knowing, it, it really helped a lot. Um, they definitely learned life skills from it. Their minds were being renewed without them even realizing it. It kept us connected. John 15 verse 5 says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. They saw God's provision, because we'd pray when things were, you know, weren't right and we needed God's help. We saw it coming and God was amazing. I, it just blows my mind every time. Um, they saw that we have a God that listens and answers prayer. I have seen this pattern being on to the next generation. And I think this is the most exciting part of it for me now at my age, to see that they, we did it together and every single one of them has done it with their family. And their children are now starting to do it with their families. Isn't that amazing? 
Hey, so it's a generational thing that you are activating, that you are passing on to the next um, generation. Um, I saw my relationship with the Lord grow as well as theirs. Um, of course, after because you might wonder, well, what happens when they grow older, you know? And at, after matric, they were old enough and had to become responsible in their own right as to whether they would continue with their quiet times or not. And I determined that I wasn't going to moan if I said they didn't, and I wasn't going to ask. But most of them didn't for a short while. But then after a while, I noticed that they were having quiet times and later did it with their wives and their own children. It becomes generational, repeating myself there. So that's what I would like to sh share with you about praying with your children. And I hope it helps. It's, it's a pattern that you're going to have to see what, how fits into your family and your children's type. And, but it can work. And it does work. So now I'd just like to share a little bit about corporate prayer. Is that okay, Bruce? I thought that was part of what I had to do as well. So this won't distract from next week. Are you okay? Okay. As, Ian men as Greg men uh, Bruce mentioned, Ian had died at the age of 42. He had a massive heart attack. Ian had started and grown a construction company while we were still married. By now, it had grown into a very big company, having built many multi-story buildings, factories, and warehouses, etc. He had also become the chairman of Master Builders Association. His death was a huge shock to us, as well as to the building industry. His second wife, I'm pretty sure, was attracted to the man as much as to the money. When Ian's will was read out, to my total shock, he had left me as executrix of his estate, and he had left everything to his sons. They were still too young um, to be able to manage it themselves. Um, just want to read the scripture, scripture, Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Don't worry about anything, but in all your prayers, ask God for what you need, always asking him with a thankful heart. And, and God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in union with Christ Jesus. And we needed that at that time. Um, we lived in PE, and the construction company was in Johannesburg. So you can imagine how much prayer went into asking the Lord what his will was regarding to how this could be managed. Greg was studying quantity surveying in Johannesburg. Steve was in matric, and Bruce was in um, standard nine. What is that grade? Grade 11. So I couldn't take them out of school at that age. They had to finish their schooling. So how was I going to run a company in Johannesburg and still look after my children that needed me too in Port Elizabeth? So I think I prayed constantly. I think my mind was just 
calling on the Lord, asking him, how do you want to do this? There must be a way you want it to be done. And I believe that the Lord showed me that I should be in Johannesburg for two weeks and in PE for two weeks. So that's what we did for two years. I was in Joburg for two weeks with the company, and um, for two weeks I was at home with Stephen Bruce. Um, okay, I just went a bit ahead of myself. Um, fortunately, Ian had excellent office staff. He really had very, very good staff, and they'd worked for him in many years, and they had good routines. And also, his um, the um, building manager, the foreman, and the building managers that he had on sites were also excellent. They all knew their job. They know, all knew what had to be done, and so that made it a lot, lot easier. And um, so for two years, this is how we worked, and it worked well. I don't think I've ever prayed as much as I did at that time. But our Lord was amazing, and the testimonies of his protection, his provision, his wisdom and direction given to me and to the lawyers and the auditors. Our lawyers and our auditors were amazing, and I really needed them. Our lawyer was a Jewish man, but he was wonderful, honestly. He was absolutely amazing. And our auditor was a born-again Christian, and he uh, was also just remarkable. As the building projects were nearing completion, I was crying out to the Lord. None of us had the ability, the skill, or the knowledge of tendering on new jobs or even how to run a new project. Not then, but now Greg is very okay with that, and he does it exceedingly well. So seeking the Lord's will and purpose was again prayer and prayer and more prayer. I believe that under the Lord's direction that we needed to slowly close down the construction company as each project was completed. We would have lost probably everything if we had have tried to do that. We just didn't have the skills. We just didn't have the know-how. And so after each um, site was completed, we closed that down, and um, it was sad, you know, to say goodbye to some, but they were so good that all of them were just snatched up by other construction companies. Um, and so we, we slowly closed down after each project was completed. Um, and what we decided was to open a management company. The managers of the blocks of flats that Ian had built for himself um, were also very good. Greg, my eldest son, manages this company to this day, and recently Steve, my middle son, has joined him. Um, once a week, I think it was, um, now this was once the management company was opened, everything was more or less settled, we were all living in Johannesburg. Um, <clears throat> once a week, now the boys were married, and some of them already had children. So we couldn't have our family quiet time anymore. But what we would do is every Friday morning we got together. In my, at my home they would come early in the morning. And we would have a quiet time. But those prayers were focused 
mainly on the con on the on the buildings and on the work. But we also prayed, you know, if there was something in a family, if somebody was sick or was there was a need, we prayed about that as well. So the, the years of their training when they were at school um, had stood us in good stead as we were able to pray in unison at ease with one another and also trusting each other. Family prayer was a pillar of strength to us provided by the Lord. John 14 verse 13 says, And I will do whatever you ask for my, uh, for, in my name, so that the Father's glory will be shown through the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. And honestly, I can say, as I'm sure many of you can, that we've seen that. We've seen God answer the most impossible situations and um, been there for us. I asked Bruce and Greg, as I said, to send some pointers of anything they could remember, but I also asked them to send me some notes of, of what they felt, how our family prayer time had in, impacted their lives. Stephen Yvette are in Botswana, so there's no communication, so I never got any feedback from him. Um, but this is what Greg said. He learnt the importance of a regular prayer time. He learnt from, from me how to pray and grew, and grew in asking for God's protection and various, in various areas. And also he learnt good theology. Um, and, and he also realised that the beauty of he also realized the beauty of this since being married to Mariki, his wife, the power of praying together with your wife had been, has been really such a strength to Greg and Mariki. Last, lastly, um, um, he says, Bruce coined the phrase, families that pray together stick together. And... And then Bruce also sent me his. Are they going to play them orderly, Bruce? Or? We can play orderly, but we won't have to. Bruce, trust you well. My mom has asked me just to drop a short uh, testimony of how our family quiet times has impacted me and my life. Um, well, I can't actually begin to describe to you how important those times were and what an impact it's made on my life. I have to tell you this though, that at the time, I wasn't really dialed into those pro meetings as much as I would love you to think. Um, often, I would be present, but no one was home. And uh, I think it was hard for my mom to persevere praying with us at those times. Um, having said that, God really met with us a couple of times, well, often in those prayer meetings. And um, the impact that it's made on my life for the rest of my life has been profound. It's very rare that I do not uh, spend time with the Lord in the morning. Um, during my normal just daily routines of life, uh, time of prayer, praise, worship, breaking of bread, reading the Bible, and 
yeah, just time with the Lord. Um, I remember when Myra and I fostered um, a young man. He came into our lives, and um, the first night he was with us, and he had access to internet. He looked at some things that he wasn't supposed to look at on the internet. And I knew I was in trouble straight away, instantly having a teenager in my home. And the first thing I did the very next morning, I instituted family quiet times. And as a family, we started praying from then on. Thank you very much. Anyway, um, that, so, so that, that was amazing because Terry and David and Michael and Kimberly basically grew up every single morning of their lives to a family time of prayer, Bible reading, a devotion, and sometimes a bit of worship. And uh, I believe that that has had a lasting impact on their lives as well. And uh, from what I've seen, they enjoy spending time with the Lord and uh, praying to Him and worshiping Him as well. Not that they've always done that. They're each on their own journey, and there was a time when they've all had to discover that for themselves. Um, and then I just think, you know, through the years as a family, uh, my brothers and my mom and I, we've prayed over many issues uh, together in business, through, uh, through victories, through tragedies. There's that saying that to the family that prays together, stays together. And um, as a family, we are tight. We have fantastic relationships with one another. There's a vulnerability that we share with one another. And I believe all of that came through and because of just praying together yeah. and sharing things together in prayer. So, I mean, I can't begin to explain the impact that that family time has had on me in my life and hopefully the future generations of our descendants. Trust you have an awesome morning. God bless you guys. Thanks for the time that Myra and I have had off. Um, I'll be back tonight. All the best. Ciao. So that is my testimony. But I'd like to end by praying over all of you, if I may do that. And I'm going to pray a scripture over you because God's word never returns to him void. And that was another thing that always me in good stead. I would always say, Lord, you promise that your word will not return to you void. And often uh, we would pray scriptures back to the Lord, applicable scriptures for the situation back to the Lord. And we saw that he did, his word never returned to him void. So I want to pray this over all of you. It's Philippians 1, verse 9 to 11. Lord, I bring everybody sitting here today to, before you. Lord, I want to thank you for this opportunity. I want to thank you that you are such a great and a magnificent and glorious God. I want to thank you for your faithfulness, for your goodness, for your love that you have for every single one of us that are sitting here. Lord, you know every single one. You know them inside out. You are more familiar with them than they are even with themselves. And now, Lord, I pray and ask that your love will keep on growing more and more in each and every one of them, together with true knowledge and perfect judgment so that they will be able to choose what is best for their lives. 
for the lives of their children and for their families, for their work situations, in every area of their lives. Help them, Lord, to be able to choose what is best by your guidance. Then you will be free from all impurity and blame on the day of Christ. Your lives will be filled with the truly good qualities which only Jesus Christ can produce for the glory and the praise of God. Amen.